Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? Well, I, I, I'm about as well as we always do in these episodes. Uh, you know, Marge and Homer fight about something real, and then it gets stupid, and then it gets resolved at the end. It's just the way of the world. No, I don't. This is not. Matt, do not. This is not normal. I don't want to. Okay? We're not making this the new normal. I don't like it. Okay? That's where we're a lot... This feels like real life, and I don't want that. I want escapism in The Simpsons. I want it to be good. A happy new year, everybody. We all made it to 2021. <sighs> this week's episode. Okay. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You get access to all of our bonus content, um, bonus episodes, weekly mini episode reviews of Simpsons, King of the Hill, uh, Bob's Burgers. We've done. We did three, four seasons, three seasons of Rick and Morty. I don't know. We ran as did as much Rick and Morty as I could stomach, and then we had to stop uh, before my mind exploded. But it's all there if you want to go listen and help us out. We now we're doing better, better series. <laughs> we appreciate everyone who supports us. This week's episode is Mobile Homer, episode G A B F O seven. Originally aired March twentieth, two thousand and five. Written by Tim Long, directed by Raymond S. Percy. This is his first episode that he ever directed. Not really, can't really put too much of this on him. He didn't write it. No, this this is a group effort of bad. <laughs> a rating, a five rating with 8.5 million viewers. The couch gag, Homer uh, reveals himself to be Sideshow Bob. He chases Bart around with a knife, which is all right. Yeah, yeah I not, mean, not a bad couch gag. It's a throwback to the better episodes. Yeah, that's fair. It's the throwback to the better episodes. <sighs> This episode is challenging, Matt. It is because it's. A, I feel like it's an episode that we have seen so often before and done worse than that. It's it is inexplicable, and I think that's like no. There's no. There's no. Yeah. This episode is about nothing. This episode has a lot of stuff happening in it. There's lots and lots of things that happen. None of it matters. None of it's meaningful. None of it is driving towards anything at, like as a greater whole. There's no message. There's no theme. The tone is all up, up and down, all over the place. Uh, characterizations all over the place. Homer is a terrible monster the entire episode. Um, back. This is as bad as the Scully ears. Homer. Ugh, this is that's all that this is. Um, this is a, this is a Scully ears episode. Frankly, it's just kind of like a yeah. It's just not as insane as it, as they generally get. It just gets kind of insane. I guess. So the episode begins with the family on a Sunday. I'm going to, again, there's so much happens in this first act. It is incredibly long. There's many things that happen. None of it means anything. You don't, why, why are the kid, why is the family on a Sunday drive without Homer? Because Homer's cleaning the garage, but like all these things are happening and you don't know, there's no reason for any of it. Uh, But everyone's on a family on a Sunday drive, except Homer. Homer is, cleaning out the garage the kids don't want to go on a sunday drive bart's bored lisa is uh preaching about environmentalism uh because going on for a sunday drive will kill the earth maybe it reeks of bio hubris maybe pick your bottles lisa like i I don't know this is not the one to pick i would say there's way worse things happening than you go and if if you wait another 15 16 years they might have an electric car they don't have an electric car they're not gonna they have a guy the simpsons got an electric car episode yet no, I mean, there was the one episode they took one for a test drive and ran it into the water, but that was about it. Yeah. Kids hate the Sunday drive. Homer is cleaning out the garage. 
Marge has like this daydream about him being like an Adonis and doing a great job. He's of course not. He's drunk. He's throwing away stuff they they don't need and keeping stuff they like. There, it doesn't. There's, he tries to kill. Like there's all this stuff. He tries to kill a spider, Matt. There, like a long and, and gets almost killed by said spider. He a long like this very card. It's like to Looney Tunes. This is like. Uh, I mean, except not good. Like that, we say the word. That's the other thing, Matt. I'm going to make this clear. I had this thought while I was watching this episode. Like we call a lot of times, oh, this is Looney Tunes. That's giving The Simpsons too much credit. Yes, because Looney Tunes is actually funny and interesting. Yeah, Looney Tunes is funny and uh, visually compelling, and it knows what it's doing and knows exactly what it like. It ha- like you look at how they made those cartoons. They had a bunch of rules about how how what the char- how the characters worked, and very strict rules in a lot of cases. And they governed by those rules. And the show Looney Tunes is great for it. This the Simpsons does not have any rules. They just do whatever they want, whenever they feel like it. Homer chases around a spider, gets ambushed by a bunch of other spiders, like you do. Falls down right underneath the garage door. And then, while trying to kill a spider, accidentally closes the garage door on himself. Which is something that it is next to impossible to do. Because uh, Okay, so first of all, let's assume that Simmons have an old, really, really old uh, garage door opener. Because I think most of them, for the past 30 years, have come with little sensors. So if Homer was sitting there, it would not close at all. And secondly, most of them, all of them come with some type of pressure sensor that says, oh, if there's more than this amount of pressure and it's still not where it's supposed to be closed, it would close. Or it would, it would stop closing and go back up. So we have to assume that the Simpsons garage door opener is older than that. Uh, there's just there's a lot of questions about it. We can't. It, but the thing I is, I just want to point it out. We can move fast it as pass it as quickly as you. I I have so many questions. It's just, it doesn't. Homer closes the garage door on himself, and the like. There's it's not even the question of like, well, oh yeah, the, that garage doors don't work like that ever, unless it's like 1947 or something. Yeah. Even then. It doesn't. It wouldn't hurt you. Like I, I have garage doors don't go down. They don't have that much pressure to, on. Like, like they don't push down that hard. I, I don't like. They're not going to crush you. Yeah. Like, even if the whole thing fell, it's being held up by springs, so it's not really that much pressure. No. It, but a bar, Homer's underneath. He's getting smashed by the garage door. They, the kids and Marge get home. And they see Homer there, and like, oh no, Homer! He's got a razor getting hurt. Oh no! Everyone's a, a very upset, very alarmed. Uh, Marge, which goes, is good, which is what we would expect at least. Yeah, there is. I just wanted to. There is a moment here where Marge leaves the car, and we have a brief scene where Bart hands Lisa an envelope, uh, and Lisa, she's like, in Bart's like, I have something to give you, and Lisa opens it up. And it's just a drawing that Bart did of Homer being crushed by a garage door saying, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And why is that in this episode? They needed a joke and they had 10 extra seconds. I, I don't know. I do, but it like it has nothing. It, it, it doesn't pay off. It like it, you don't they don't come back to Bart being a psychic later on or whatever, like being a creepy psychic kid. They don't have it's. This is not a Trias of Horror episode, so we don't need like a, some weird psychic premonition. It's just a brief gag. Like it's not even a gag. It's not funny. It's just weird. And you're like, why is this in this episode? And there's so many things like that where it's just like, why is this in this? 
This doesn't make any sense in the context of this episode. This episode tonally is just a roller coaster. Uh, you get whiplash back and forth, back and forth. So Homer's dead, by the way. Hey, Matt, Homer's dead. He is. He critically dead. Luckily, the kids are there to save him, though. Yeah, the kids know CPR, or at least it does. And then a Bart drives like an elbow into Homer's chest, which is, I guess, enough to keep him alive. I don't know. Uh, he become, He comes back to life. Don't worry. Homer's not dead. So we have this incredibly wacky sequence where he's chasing, he's trying to kill spiders and the garage door slams on him and it's all very slapstick. And then we're supposed to like, am I supposed to be like, oh no, Homer is dead? You're supposed to think that, oh, they might leave him like this. Oh no. Well, like you think of like Homer's triple bypass, Matt. That is an episode that hinges on the fact that, oh, we are supposed to be concerned for Homer's life. Oh no. Homer might die on the operating table. Homer has ter- terrible heart problems. And it does it relatively well, you know? It makes you concerned, even though you're not, like, you know, not going to kill Homer. But you still go, like, oh, they, they, they managed that tone well. This episode is all about Homer dying, but I am never for one moment concerned about Homer dying, because it's a cartoon. There is no concern about Homer dying. They don't ever make it serious. They never make it dire, and it has to be for this to work. Ever. It never happens. Ever. Like, did you ever think, oh no, Homer's gonna die? Uh, I, I, no. Okay. Because I, I'm not dumb. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, a show that, even if you know Homer's not, like, logically, they're not gonna kill Homer, you can, uh, if it manages its tone well, you can still be, have concern. Because you care about these characters. I don't, you know, you don't care about anything happening. So you're just like, oh, Homer's not gonna die. This is all stupid. So... We cut to Homer coming back to life. He's rambling like a lunatic because he just had a near-death experience, I suppose. Uh, we get Homer Marge having some pillow talk. And uh, then Homer Marge trying to get insurance for Homer. Honey? I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, near-fatal boo-boo today really scared me. What would the kids and I do if something happened to you? Don't worry. If I croak, you'll marry Lenny. Or Mo, the winner will be determined by a card game I invented. I got all the rules written down. Up here. You keep almost dying. Just look at our vacation photos. Homie, if you die, I'm going to have three kids to take care of. I want you to buy some life insurance. Please. Sure, if it'll give you peace of mind. But I'm not going to die for many, many years. I know. I just want to... Stop! Mr. Simpson, before we can insure you, we need to ask you some questions. Have you ever had a heart attack? Haven't we all? Strokes? None. No, wait, three. (laughs) Since the last one, I don't remember so good. Are you a smoker? Yes, I am. You don't smoke? Shh! I want her to think I'm cool. If I sign it, it still counts. Oh, my hemophilia! Ah! Oh, uninsurable! Yes, Homer is definitely uninsurable. He does insane things. I mean, Homer was barely insurable back in the golden years, let alone now. But, okay, Matt. 
here's the here and here's the I'm getting. I was here as I again just a moment ago, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reiterate because it happens. I would say it happens in the first. This is all questions for the first act because the second and third act are about something entirely different. Don't care about insurance anymore. Yeah. I don't care about uh, Homer's health anymore. Doesn't care about any of that. Everything that they they are worried about in the first act, all of it gets dropped in the second act, and all that gets dropped in the third act. It all changes again. If you, we just saw a scene where Homer and Marge are in you know, pillow talk, you know, and there are so many very good scenes in the Simpsons episodes about Homer and Marge in bed talking about something serious, talking about a concern of one or one or both of them, and it's Marge going, "I'm worried about what will happen if you pass away." Okay, that is, you're you're my husband. You have health issues. If you pass away, what will happen to us, to me and the kids? And like, that is a very real world issue. That is a concern that real life people have all the time. Real life people, people who don't aren't invincible, people who aren't made out of rubber. When you when you when you in the middle of the scene, which should have a very down to earth tone, that would be centered on Marge's anxiety and worry you have a montage set to vacation showing homer dying effectively they they cut to a, a like a, a photo book of all their vacation trips and in one of those scenes matt homer one of the shots it's like their pictures homer has a baguette literally through the middle of him yes that must be the stalest baguette has ever existed so that I, like you have to manage that tone you can't have you have to like you can you can maybe get a little bit more silly in a scene like that but you cannot have a, a shot of homer having a baguette imp- impaled by a baguette and then end the scene with homer trapped in a windowsill choking to death for some reason and then you cut to an ins- like does homer not get insurance to the plant i mean i would assume uh, I think what they're really worried about is, or at least Marge is worried about, is uh, you know, life insurance. Uh, Homer just cannot, if Homer dies, they are screwed. She can't get a job. I know, but he would have life insurance through the plant. I mean, it depends on your job. A lot of jobs don't come with life insurance. I don't know. I've worked relatively menial jobs. Still had life insurance that cost me nothing. Hmm. It just came with it. And there were no qualifications? I don't think so. I mean, other than I mean, I other than I, I worked full time at that job was the qualification. I didn't even have to like sign up for normal insurance. I had the life insurance was just there for free, uh, for up to a certain amount. I think it was a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. And a, a new when he's a safety inspector, it's not like Homer is like a bricklayer or something. He is a nuclear. He's a safety technician at a nuclear power plant. That is a job that you would have life insurance at. It's a job you'd have normal health, health that insurance is at. True, yeah. it, like none of this makes any sense. They just are. This is and all this is is just they are just piecing this crap together. Scene, scene, scene. What? What's the next scene? They're like, uh, uh. They go to get insurance. And you're like, well, and then we write some jokes about Homer has had three strokes. And you're like, Homer hasn't had three strokes, guys. That doesn't make any sense. Like, am I supposed to be worried about Homer's life? Like, if Homer's had three strokes, like his brain wouldn't work. I mean, st- it's possible it would work, just probably not well. One one stroke de- is debil- debilitating. He's had three, whatever. So it, we're not even, this is not even, there's so much more in that. Because Marge then, because that, that's like, that's the first chunk. Then Marge sees a movie about a woman whose husband dies. 
and then her the woman's life is ruined because she doesn't have any money and she goes crazy and you know bad stuff happens to this uh-huh. woman in the that's movie a, that's what happens okay and then marge because she saw a movie decides that she's going to save a lot of money so that if homer passes away they will have money that is the reason she's saving money right matt yep that's it that's the reason okay so we get a scene of Marge uh, explaining why she's trying to save money and Homer still trying to waste it. Mom, why are you so worried about money? Oh, we're just saving for a very rainy day. You mean when the big tuna goes belly up? Huh? Well, I just think we should be building a nest egg. Way ahead of you, Marge. I just ordered a series of tapes on saving money. They should get here soon. I paid a bundle for overnight delivery. I have a book from the library with the same information. Okay, I'll just hire a haulage firm to cart them away. At my expense. Directory assistance? No more directory assistance. It's not free. Well, I'll get a lawyer on that. No, a whole team of lawyers who will dine on mustard flown in from the Orient. No more Oriental mustard. (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh, but... I this is like the one place in this entire episode where I'm just like, okay, you know what? This is actually funny. It is all the stupid crap that Homer spends money on to March freaking out about it. That's the only tiny glimpse of humor. <coughs> I'm glad you laughed, Matt. I did not laugh uh at any point in this entire episode. Oh. Uh I this is a joyless slog, is what I would describe this episode as. Uh, and Homer's a monster. Homer's a bad guy. And, th- and this is the only scene where you go, oh, okay, Homer doesn't realize what, like, even despite the fact that Marge just had a scene about how much he's worried about him and how much he's worried about what the family will be if he passes, there's no, ne- Homer's just like, eh, whatever, I'll just do what I want. Um, we see a scene where, uh, like, a little bit of a montage about the f- what the family, the change in the family now that they're not spending as much money. Marge forces the kids to wear clothes from Goodwill, uh, and they get made fun of. It, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they already, they don't, they wear normal clothes already. Like, I don't know what they think. Does, okay, it's it's a, it's like a 20 second gag. Uh, Homer has to bring his own beer to Moe's in a thermos. I don't know how he, Mo, and Moe confiscates it. So you can't bring in your own beer. You know, you're not supposed to bring stuff like that, so yeah. You're not. I, I, it doesn't make any sense though. Like none of this no. makes any sense. Like if why would he buy beer at all? If they're yeah, really why sh- wouldn't he just you know go home, why, stay if, there? It doesn't. None of this behavior is what you would actually do if you're trying to save money. Like kids already have clothes; they don't need new clothes, right? Uh, you would think, but maybe they just go through them a lot. Okay, That's the best I could come up with. I don't know. So now we get the end of the first act. Finally. Finally. Oh my god, it's finally here. I didn't pull this clip because I find it uncomfortable and unpleasant. But at the end of the first act, Homer and Marge fight. It's not the first it's not the last time they fight in this episode. Where they're just mean to each other for like a minute. Uh and you're like, Oh, this is like listening to my parents, my own parents fight, which I don't like. It's not a pleasant thing. And now they're just gonna do it and yell at each other. And for no real reason either. It's not like this is getting to anything in this episode. Uh, there's no real resolution between them. They don't ever really solve their problems about money. It is just conflict for the sake of conflict. Um, they fight about the money. Homer wants to spend it. Marge wants to save it. Simple as that. Uh, and, and, and they both are angry at each other. And in the middle of the night, Homer takes all the money that Marge has saved, in which is in a big jar, and he puts a down payment in an RV. 
this, <laughs> sorry, this this is I understand when two people have a disagreement. That makes sense. It's about money. One person uh, wants to live their life. One person wants to save for the future. That is a very common argument that I can absolutely see Margin Homer having. But to have one partner who is so adamant about living their lives that they just steal the other person's money and spend it on something incredibly stupid, I just I don't know. I don't know where anyone thought this would be funny. I, I don't get it. I well it well it's an RV, Matt. Okay. It's an RV. It's a mobile home. And uh, it's not really a mobile home, but I guess it. Uh, um, I mean, it is mobile and it is a home. So, yeah, the, yeah it is that, but it's not like it's a. Uh, I don't it's know. Not a, a trailer. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a trailer. It's actually mobile. Yeah, trailer. That's what I think. When I say mobile home, I think of a trailer. Or, uh, or as manufactured home as the people who. The, Which the, is honestly. I mean, to be fair, though, manufactured home is also an RV. It is a home that was manufactured. So it's a t- also a terrible name. Okay. It, We're getting almost, off the subject. It doesn't matter. No, it matters, man. It doesn't matter. Um, it's an RV. Get it? Because it's, it's really stupid. It's a stupid thing to buy. It's not funny. Yeah. And it took all of Marge's money to pay for the, the down payment. That's. I looked at that jar, man. There, you know, there was not enough money in that to put a down payment down Unless on that RV. Unless it was all hundred dollar bills. No, you're right. <laughs> There's no. That's that was like maybe a hundred bucks in there. <laughs> you're not putting a down payment on an RV with a hundred dollars. Uh, but whatever. It's still incredibly mean and and like cruel to like for Homer to do that behind your back just to take that money and to pay it for on putting on something frivolous. Uh, it's not realistic. That's the problem. Again, this total where. You have them have this knockdown, drag out fight about spending money, and Homer does this mean thing, but then he buys an RV with it. If it was realistic, it would be something less expensive. It would be something that's not so cartoonish. It would be something, oh yeah, I spent $100, but I bought, I don't know, I'm trying to, like, a hobby kit of some sort that you could actually afford with that money. There's no believable way Homer would get an RV. Doesn't matter. Because they end the first act at 10 minutes and 6 seconds with this with them not talking to each other and slamming windows and doors that's that's of their and Homer's now living in the mobile home i guess the rv i guess i don't know yeah homer bought an rv because he knew Marge would kick him out maybe it's the first amount of foresight homer has ever had in his life what we got a commercial Matt. oh god finally after our like 30 minute first act <laughs> It feels like it felt, Matt, this first act, it was only 10 minutes long. It felt like it was three hours long. I felt like it would never end. I was trapped in an infinite time loop. Okay. So when we come back, uh, we see the kids have joined Homer in the RV where he is explaining the situation to them in terrible, terrible terms. Kids, your mother and I have decided to take a little break from each other. While we deal with our issues, I plan to go on motorhome makeover and trick this thing out like a palace. Not like that dump you live in. All I need is for someone to start a show called Motorhome Makeover. I see. You were mad enough to leave our house, but not mad enough to leave our property. That's my half-assed dad. Hey, I couldn't leave you, kids. You're like my own family. Now check this place out. Neat. When I sleep at Dad's, I call this bed. You can have it. This one's way better. That's a bread compartment. You're a bread compartment. Kids, come back in the house. Oh, do we have to? I melted string cheese over some corn chips. Oh, boy. I got Game Boys and caramel apples. I'll let you sass me. I'll let you punch me. You can wear swimsuits instead of underwear. We'll have Christmas tomorrow. Yay. Welcome to the jungle. We got 
So yes, as we can see, uh, Homer is trying to be the cool parent. Uh, Marge is doing her best to keep up, and it, it's basically one of those fights where the kids have to take sides, uh, which they don't seem to mind at this point. But it's, it's you know that hasn't graduated to the part where they are tired of it. Which don't worry, it will very quickly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Homer goes to gas up his RV um, because. I, I I honestly don't know. I think generally RVs, when you plug them into power, like I'm sure Homer does, that's usually enough for them, but maybe not. So he goes up to gas up his RV, and it takes so much to fill it that it spins the gas pump dial around, which, yes, that's the way RVs work. Uh, but he meets another Sultan of the Slow Lane, as they are called, another RV owner. Uh, they get to talking, to some chit-chat about it. Uh, the, the characters are completely forgettable and not interesting at all. Uh, but it turns out that they need a place to stay. Uh, so Homer says, well, hey, why don't you come hang out in my yard? Because I've got lots of room. Because once again, the Simpson property uh, expands to fill the property, the, the the needs, as a couple weeks ago, I think it was 200 feet uh, from end to end, so Bart could stay on their property. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't last week. No, last week, we did I said two weeks ago. Oh, but, you know. Okay. Uh, they spend... So, remember when this episode was about like insurance and Homer's health? No, Robbie, I don't remember that. Okay. That was so long ago. But they also spend... Here, we have Homer at this gas pump, and God, I could pick apart everything. That, like you said, Matt, none of this matter. Like, it's all nonsense. He spent a thousand... Are you telling me that Homer spent a thousand dollars on gas? That's what that is. Apparently. A thousand dollars. Where's he taking that RV, by the way? Did he drive it to the gas That's station? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Generally, with RVs, you you hook them into power. Yep. As uh, we see, because Homer is hooked into the house's power and using his own house's power to power the RV, uh, so he shouldn't be using any gas. But yeah, it whatever. doesn't matter. They wanted it, to joke about RVs. Yeah, and how gas? I mean, gas was expensive in two thousand five. To be fair, but my question is like, we just spent that, and at this point, we go, we we meet this RV guy, who is this guy is basically like we see a, uh, an RV guy and then like his wife inside the rv and they have like a little back and forth and this guy is basically like a representative of all the rv owners that homer meets because we see a lot of them kind of in the background we don't really meet any of the other ones this guy is kind of their face he is our representative and we spend a good minute here talking to this guy and he has back and forth with his wife and there's a joke about them being mean to each other too mask the pain of the death of their son and mask the pain of the death of their son and you're like okay that's fine, but not – you're, like, literally within three minutes, they are out of the episode again. Yeah, it's just – why? Why are they – why would you introduce these characters just to get them out? Why would you spend time with them just to get them out of the episode? They do not come back. They are just gone. They are not that entertaining. Like, unless you're going to introduce them as important characters, why do it at all? Like, what does this matter? It doesn't. They are literally, this is them stringing together an episode out of random scenes. This is them mad-libbing their way to the end. That's all I can explain it as, because there's no other reason for any of this. This is them going, we need to make an episode. Uh, health, uh, he worried about it, he's going to die, and then health insurance, and then we need money, and then he saves money, Homer buys an RV, and meets some new RV people. Like, it's just It's just that. It's just like stringing together from the end of a scene to the next one. There is no rhyme or reason. There's no outline, no no plot, no story to speak of. There are just things that are happening. Madness. It is just madness. Yeah, I mean that's the way this Scully years episodes go. This, uh, no, wacky but, event follows but wacky event. this is not Scully. This is Al Jean, man. Al Jean's in charge. I know, but this 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 episode. I think you said earlier 
and you're 100 percent right. Could have been a Scully episode. Like it's 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 got to be somebody in the writers' room who was around back then and who took this episode under their wing and said, "I liked those episodes. Let's make more episodes like those." I don't know that. That's no 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 no. This is absolutely. They just didn't. They just like, oh, we don't have much time. Let's just put together some crap. That's what happens when you have to crank out 22, 24 episodes in a season. I mean, they they made. <sighs> it seems like they made twenty plus episodes in the golden years, man. That's true, but they did that working like ninety, hundred. 120 hour weeks i think at this i think at this point if you want to work a normal schedule 24 episodes is asking too much honestly is what it feels like that's not a job it's a life and i think that's too much to ask of tv writers (laughs) what happens next man so the rv owners uh, a bunch of them not just this couple but a bunch of them uh come to the simpson home uh which the property expands to fit several rvs uh which it's like a dozen rvs yeah, I mean, their their property is now huge. It encompasses what would be the Flanders house and three other houses. But that's okay. Uh, except the fact that the RV owners are incredibly obnoxious. They all plug in, sucking down the power, and absolutely would have just cratered and blew up every breaker in the Simpsons house. Okay? Would have blown up every breaker in the Simpsons house. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, but Marge is driven to the limit. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. I travel, I've done my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Springfield, Shelbyville, Ogdenville, Cap City, Ogdenburg, Shelbytown, Spring City, Capfield, West Springfield, Paris, Rome, and Shelbyville adjacent. Dang it, baby! That's a lot of places. Oh, yeah. I know another place you can go to sleep. Sorry, Marge. We've got the power now, and you can't turn us off. Turn off the power, eh? Sashay this and fancy that. Watch the dog dance with the cat. Lights out, weirdos! I was making a Monte Cristo sandwich for my crisper cutout. It's not golden brown, it's not brown, it's not nothing. Dang! So, yes, at this point, once Marge cuts off the power, literally, she gains the power back uh, and all the RV people are gone. And that's OK, uh, because that is that is the end of the RV people. Uh, they are gone. They were here for less than five minutes and now they're gone. They're here for less than three minutes, really. They are just a battle in the war between Marge and Homer over this incredibly stupid RV. Uh, we see that is followed up by a huge fight between Homer and Marge, uh, like a knockdown drag out. It gets to the point where the kids are listening from downstairs and are very distraught. And at one point, uh, the kids say, let's leave before he does a bad impression of her, which is followed up by Homer doing mocking uh, Marge in a very mean spirited way. So the kids get it in their heads. Hey, the RV started this fight, which it didn't. The fight was over money, but they're kids. I'll give that, that to them. So they decide we're going to steal this RV and take it back to the dealer. And that's where we go to commercial. 15 minutes and 27 seconds. Mm-hmm. And now the kids are taking the RV, the RV back to the dealer, which is under a big gorilla blimp. That is how they know where the, to where they go. It's Camper Kong. I don't mind Camper Kong, frankly, man, of all the things in this episode. Um, how are they driving? Can I ask that? Uh... I assume they just put Maggie on the gas pedal. Okay. I mean, that's not... We don't see because that. Because both Bart and Lisa are standing on the seat 
turning the giant steering wheel. So and literally, no like, I would, I would say, fine, whatever. I won't pick at it. But then later on, they make this a plot point, or I can't reach the brakes. Like, how have you been driving this entire then time, then Lisa? It doesn't matter. This is all just like I can't. There's no clips to pull here because it literally is just wacky action sequence for five minutes, basically, until the very end of this episode. There's nothing. But just action sequence where it has no meaning and it doesn't matter and it's not tied into anything that has anything to do with this plot because Bart and Lisa are returning this RV. They, uh, the parent, both Homer and Marge realize the RV's gone and they find a note written left by Bart and Lisa, which we didn't seem write a note, but I guess they left a note. And so they go after the RV. Bart and Lisa have had like a 10 minute head start, I think. Yes, on, on normal roads, uh, I mean, they're they're not that far ahead, and RVs are incredibly slow and very difficult to drive. If they were able to get out of the neighborhood, I would be shocked. I'm just saying, Matt, that will head start. Homer and Marge aren't going to catch up, but whatever. I don't care. The kids get on the freeway, and they're trapped. It's terrible. They're terrified. Like, you just pull, I don't know, you just pull over. Yeah, just just stop doing anything. Gently glide to the right, and that's the end. That's, I, I mean, I guess your kids, so you're a little alarmed by it, but... Bart's driven a car before. I've seen him. Several times. Yeah, I've seen it happen. So the cops seem, they don't do anything. Um, but, but Homer and Marge catch up. They somehow, Matt, in the car. And uh, they tell the kids, please pull over. And the kids go, no, not until you make up. And Homer and Marge are, say, yeah, we we made up. We're, we're good. Please stop the RV. And the kid's like, no, you haven't. We want you to do it for real. And I'm like, what is the point of this? What What's happening here, Matt? What, what, like, why are we doing this? Why is this a scene because in Mark this episode? Because Mark and Homer need to reconcile, and this is the stupidest way for it to happen. Okay, thank you. That's actual good answer, Matt. So, uh, they, 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 they also demand that their parents French kiss in front of them. I would add, that's a thing that happens in this episode. Yep. Which is disgusting. Uh, no kids in the right mind would ever ask their parents to do that. The kids uh, lose control of the RV now because the plot dictates it, and they uh, go and they can't, they can't break they can't break for some reason now. How are they putting the gas on this entire time? Can I ask that question? Are they just cruising? Like what? Like what's going on? So they uh, there's a runaway truck lane. Or at least what they think is a runaway truck lane because there's a sign that says coming soon. They don't see it too late. And they pull off onto this runaway truck lane and then they go off a cliff. Because that's how runaway truck lanes, they don't just, you know, get to the point where, oh, yeah, it goes up a gentle slope, which is how runaway truck lanes actually work uh, to slow you down. If you you can't stop, they, they just go up a little bit. Uh, so even if it wasn't even there, at the very least, it, would, it should end in a wall <laughs> so you crash into it. No hurt anyone else. They go off a cliff, Matt. Yes. An RV, massive vehicle, goes off a cliff, falls for a while, and then lands flat on a boat. Bart and Lisa are fine. RV's fine, even. Seems, like, mostly mm-hmm. mostly intact, even though it fell quite a ways. It was going very fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, we see that they've landed on a freighter. It's a Turkish freighter, uh, as Homer points out. And... They stop in time to see the, the boat try and pull away. They have a discussion to try and get the boat to turn around. My kids are on your boat! Turn back! I see no kids. 
And we must get these season one Northern Exposure DVDs to Karaman Maras. Help us! Bring back our children, you cypress-splitting jerks! Just for that, we keep your children. Will you raise them Christian? Uh, Coptic Christian. No! Captain, wait! I have something here that might change your mind. What are you showing me? Soup? 300 cans of Budget Club mushroom soup. If you have some noodles and tuna fish, you can make a casserole that's small on price but big on flavor. You are a wise woman. It is a shame you dress like a Lebanese prostitute. Return to the docks. Well, if he thinks he's getting a corner piece, forget it. Uh, yes, let's bring in prostitutes. That's what this episode needed. <laughs> what is happening, Matt? What's going on? You they need to... needed jokes. They had time. And this, this is... Jokes are funny. What? What is the point of this? Why is it a Turkish freighter? Why is there jokes about Coptic Christian Christianity? Why is there? Why is Marge tempting a captain with soup? Like, what is happening? What is going on? What does this mean? What? What is this about? What is this? I mean, you make an eh? episode about something, even if it's a very simple thing. If it's about Marge and Homer and money issues, even. Which I think is what this episode wants to be about. I don't really know because it turns about being about insurance, and then it, it turns into money issues, and then it turns into an RV battle, and then it turns into them trying to like leverage a Turkish sea captain for soup to get their children back. <laughs> That's what... slamming into my microphone. That's what's I know. your head just droops or flails around wildly trying to understand this episode i just don't i just don't get it and that's not the end matt because we're not done yet because we end the episode because we end the episode with them the boat is turned around and docked again i'm like why would it dock again it was on the way like presumably this freighter like it said it has a delivery to make even if it is northern exposure dvds like it has to go to that place but they just stop and they have like a party with the family we see, Matt, this is the thing that happens in this episode. Mm -hmm. Now, the Turkish freighter, they have an RV on their deck. They don't want that RV on their deck, right? They want to get that off. And so they get, I, and I mean, it's a container ship, so it maybe it would have a, like a, uh, like a crane. Crane. A lot of them do. Yeah, that makes sense. And so they would, it would, they could theoretically pick up an RV with that crane and move it off the ship. But Homer is operating the crane. Why? That makes no sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why on earth would you have a Homer operating the crane? And, like, they he takes the RV off and puts it on, like, on the dock, and the dock collapses. And then the RV captain comes in. The RV, RV captain. RV owner. <laughs> RV lot owner. It's Bob, by the way. You remember, uh, remember Bob from... Oh, yeah. It's not voiced by Albert Brooks, unsurprisingly. Uh... If you're not gonna, if you're gonna bring Bob back, make it. You can't get Albert Brooks, then don't bring Bob back. Give me someone new. Yeah, I don't want you're, you're sorry the, the my my good memories of Bob. Um, but he's like full. He's he's trying to get to it with like a his the 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 the, the monkey the gorilla, and uh, he's like, oh, it has water damage. I can't return it. I can't return that RV. I'm like, I don't. Wouldn't have Homer have insurance for the RV? 
You'd think so. I don't know if it would cover, you know, coming off of a ship and that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. It's just like, why does this happen? <laughs> why are, like, oh, heck? is is it really simply like, uh-huh, it's funny, because the RV fell in the water. Is that really it? I guess. Okay, good. Now, the Homer, the Homer and the family is forever in debt, because now they have to make payments on this RV that is ruined. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a good ending of this episode. Oh, wait, it's not end yet, Matt. We still got more. Thank goodness. Um, because we see that Marge now suddenly is very relaxed about all this. He's not so upset about money. And you know why she's not so upset anymore? Because they drugged her, Robbie. Woo! The Turkish, uh, uh, the, the Turkish sailors drugged her with a, a, a hashish, with hash. And you're like drugged her food and you're like oh can we get like i would think by 2005 you like the the i guess it's probably not there's probably still tons of like popular culture in the mid-2000s that was all about how funny it is to drug people unwittingly um with like mind-altering drugs really good but that's how this episode ends with marge being like all woozy because she's been drugged uh they did it a homer last episode so it's marge's turn uh that's the end of the episode of that joke about Marge being drugged and RV being dumped in the water. This episode's very, very bad. Very, very bad. I don't think it's like actively bad. So when we rate it, I'm, I'm sure it won't go like crazy low. But mm-hmm. it's very bad, man. It's about nothing. It, it, it actively undermines everything it does at every moment. It's not funny. Homer is a jerk the entire episode. I'm not rooting for anyone. I do not like anyone. Marge is the only person that I even momentarily like root for. But even she undermines that, like being by being mean to and and also like it. No one is written coherently or consistently. This is a, this is a Mad Libs the episode. Like they just strung it along trying to fill out 20 minutes. That's all this is. This is them going. Oh, yep. we need to make it. We need to get an episode out. This is all we got. Uh, it's a full of crap. Um, we will rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. It is absolutely not. I, not even a, like a question. Like, it's it's so broken. It's down to rubble because I, I don't even know what this episode was supposed to be about. Is it just another, hey, let's have Homer and Marge fight about money episode? I mean... <coughs> I don't know what it's about. I have no idea. I I don't I don't know what it was even intended to be about. That's the thing. Like the episode is titled Mobile Homer, but that's like after the fact thing. You know, they named this at last. The the last thing they did was name it. It starts about Marge being afraid for Homer dying, and you think like, oh, that'd be a route for an episode. That'd be the base, the foundation of Marge's concern about Homer's health. And you see what happens from there. You build up that episode, but then they just abandon it. And it turns about money. And then they abandon that. And it turns into this RV. And then they abandon that. And it's about saving the kids. Like, what is this episode about? It's about nothing. Matt, like, if I'm making an episode, am I fixing this? I am. It, we stay with Homer, with Marge being worried about Homer's health. And, and then build it out from there. I don't think. I would not. Why is there an RV in this? Well, I, I think the original idea, it was a representation of Homer's spend thrift ways 
and that's what they that's what this episode was supposed to be about. It wasn't supposed to be about Homer's health. It was supposed to be I mean, the Homer's health was supposed to be the inciting incident to, hey, let's have them fight about money, because what it really comes down to is Homer is the primary breadwinner of the family, and the reason Marge is concerned about his health, uh, I guess besides the fact that she loves him and wants him to live forever, is that if he dies, they are screwed. They have no way of making money because Marge doesn't have a job and doesn't seem to know how to get a job, even though she has had several. So that's what the episode I feel like is really about, more so than Homer's health. Uh, because, you know, it's about Homer, the family needs to make plans for the event that Homer dies. And that comes out of money. Marge wants to save money. Homer is like, well, if I'm not going to be around, then I don't need to save money. So I'm not going to save money. And I think that's what the core conflict episode is supposed to be. Okay, man. Well, I'm going to ask you a question then. If you make this episode about, okay, Homer buys an RV because they disagree to like be a representation of how we, their disagreement about money. How on earth okay. do you make Homer a likable person at all throughout this entire episode? You would have to make him in some way. What be like the fun the life of the party that everyone like, like you have to make the other characters all agree that Homer is doing the right thing like maybe not doing the right thing but is is it's so fun like you have to have other people coming and partying in his RV and everyone's having a great time they and do not that worried about things they do that but I mean like it would be better if it were normal Simpson side characters like oh the whole town shows out and uh everyone's having a great time and everyone's like oh homer i'm so glad you bought this rv it's great and marge is the only one worrying and that sets up the conflict i mean i'm not i but i don't buy that i still don't like if if you are married i am married you are married matt many of our listeners are married mm-hmm. if one of your one of the one one of the partners says i really want to save money i want to make concerted effort to save money and then they do that and set aside a significant amount of money. I'm going to take this at face value and say enough money for a down payment on an RV, whatever that is, thousands of dollars. And then the other partner steals that money from behind their back and spends it on something like an RV. There's no, that's the problem. There is no redemption from that. That's true. Okay. Okay. What if, what if we modified the story to say, oh, the family is obviously comfortable, but Marge is taking the saving too far. Like for some reason, uh, you know, she is scripting and saving when it's not really necessary. Like Homer can demonstrably show that they are not in dire financial straits. Uh, and that he already has life insurance, but Marge is worrying, I wouldn't say unnecessarily, but to an extreme degree. And then you can kind of show that, oh, uh, and, and and obviously Homer does not steal the money from her. The money is in their joint bank account and he spends it on something that is to, to enrich the family's life. That's as close as I can get to the plot of this episode without ma- without while making Homer not an awful person. <laughs> that's the best I can do. I mean, that's I again. That's why I just, just go back down to I don't know. Like I, I'm, I we're in season sixteen. Like having Marge and Homer fight over something like it's not, and it's not even like I don't know. You could do that you, again. You have to solve the tone what is the tone of this episode? Right. Like, it's so ridiculous and cartoonish and absurd. And it's such a ground. Like, when was the last time the Simpsons actually worried about money? Oh God. Uh, it's been a very long time. Like season th- three, four, maybe. Yeah. Like it's season 16 guys. Like, have you noticed what your episodes are about? I mean, we're like, you have to completely change the show if you want to brown this in like oh a reality where they worry. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just like oh they need they we have an argument about money. Why are they arguing about money? This is not the real world. If you make 
you have to make your world uh, the world real so that I'm worried about Homer's health or I am worried about them not be able to pay for food. Like obviously there is no concern for that anymore. The plots have have they've abandoned the precepts of reality of being a down-to-earth middle-class family, which is what the basis of the Simpsons always was back in the day. Yeah. Which we've abandoned that. You cannot take plots from that time period and act like they still apply. I'm not concerned about Homer's health anymore because I've seen him get ripped open by a badger. I watched him. You you don't worry about that anymore. I can't worry about them making money anymore. Homer doesn't even bother working. He just takes new jobs whenever he feels like it. I, that And that's why, like, I you can't fix this. Nope. That's what I'm saying, man. This like every time, ev- everything we run into is just—it's like you, it needs to be a different show. Like you can't do this anymore, Simpsons. If you are like, if you're going to do a, a, a plot about money, you have to you have to ground it. Like it can't be about RVs. You remember when they made they they did an episode about having not enough having enough money to buy an RV? You know what they did, man? They bought the cheapest piece of crap RV on the lot. Yeah. That was season maybe that, one. Maybe that was the, the genesis of this episode. If someone saw that episode, I was like, I think it'd be really funny for the Simpsons to own another RV. That was season one, by the way. Yeah. <sighs> I'm very tired. It's the it's the it, the awful. year's just begun in this episode. The Simpsons have already made me very tired. I don't think this episode's fixable. I would abandon this concept. All these concepts, yep. I would abandon all of them. Write a different episode about something else. Uh, let's move on. Please, God, let's move on to the next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comes News Group is where I look through the newhomers.net forum, see what people are talking about a week or actually just any time after the episode has debuted. Mostly what they thought about at the time, but you can still, you can even still go and rank and rate those episodes right now. If you go back to the, all those forum posts are still available. Uh, most people liked it, Matt. At least in the, it's a weird thing. The rate... Yeah, I mean, look at these numbers. It, they liked it, but they didn't love it. They didn't. Ha- they didn't hate it. It's it's honestly almost heartening, just because of what we have seen them rate other terrible episodes. Well, I mean, it's in a, like the rating the the poll is much more positive even than the written, all the written comments. The written comments are largely the ones I look through. More re- the the ones I I stop looking at the ones after a certain period. Because I am trying to capture the zeitgeist, and I'm not trying to capture what we feel about it now. Because clearly, popular opinion mostly is turned on The Simpsons about now, if you're looking back. But the ones people watching at the time—that's what I'm really mostly interested in—and they were mostly negative. So it's really strange. Um, but the majority was four out of five, with but very close was three out of five, uh, and then five out of five, and then two out of five, and then finally one out of five, five percent. Um, first review from the ads. I wasn't so excited about this one, but it turned out to be funny, and enjoyable. The couch and Jesus jokes were great, as you heard already three or four times from Clarence, some other poster. Return of RB Bob was a nice surprise. Thought this marriage and crisis plot had some fresh ideas thrown into it, with stubbornness on both sides and trying to win the kids over. When Ember took things too far and it was being to look serious, it's nice to start focusing on the kids. Things started getting wacky when the RB convoy showed up, but the humor was still sharp and fried lots of loud laughs. The line of SUVs rolling over was great. Was it? Was it? I was it? Are we still is my 2005 like SCV rollover jokes still prescient? Uh, I don't think so. Back then, I mean, I think they were SUVs been around since the late 90s, so you know, they well, SUVs been around since like 93 or something, man. Like there were Ford Explorers yeah. and okay. 
Uh, again, the Turkish ship may be too much, but no lame humor came out of it. Excuse me? No? Okay. I'm sorry. I am I am really jumping in, editorializing this person's review. It was, a, it was a gradual move to zaniness, so nothing to leave a bad taste in my mouth. Nothing brilliant, but an enjoyable episode. Four out of five. Nothing brilliant, but enjoyable. So four out of five. I don't understand how people rate things, I think. I think I'm fundamentally uh, different. Next review. Anyway, I'm going to have to agree with more negative threads. This episode being the third out of 13 this season, written by Tim Long, makes me think that maybe he's a little overstressed. To me, this episode was reminiscent of season 10, that the plot was unbelievable and Homer was in jerk-ass mode, that the ending wasn't fulfilled the way it should have been. The episode still managed to have a good amount of jokes, as did a lot of season 10 episodes. My favorites included the Assemble It Yourself serial, Anything in the Motorhome, and then I've Been Everywhere Man song. I've heard several variations. I love them all. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. Uh, but that doesn't prevent the episode from seeming low, black, below average grade. Two weeks ago, I was thinking that Simpsons was back on its way up from a rocky start. Now I don't know what to think. Let's just hope the new, next few episodes are better. I'm not looking forward to much of anything aside from the heartbroken kid in the near future. Up there with season 10 classics like Kidney Trouble and Maximum Overdrive, two out of five. Last one, Matt. <laughs> to sum it up in one word, boring. Plot seemed unimaginative. The jokes were dull and couldn't really capture my interest. Snooze, two out of five. Uh, I don't I wouldn't. I don't know. The first act, the pacing in this was really bad. I'm going to say that. Having a, your first act be 10 minutes long, it's half the episode. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just in one act. The, the second and third acts flew by because they're so short. But the first act was so long and it just jumped around to so many different things. It felt, it felt weird, really, really weirdly paced, which is not a, I don't know. They managed usually to cut them into normal sized bits a lot of the time. But this time, I don't know. That first act was so long. I couldn't. I couldn't take it. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite travel episode? Plenty of great responses. Appreciate everyone who takes the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. From Alex. Uh, when the Simpsons go to New York, a classic travel episode with delicious, refreshing crab juice. Whew. Nothing, nothing better goes with cloud collage except Mountain Dew. Uh, from Lauren, Itchy and Scratchy Land by far. This is another one of my favorite episodes. It reminds me of my family at Disney. Now, whenever we go, we always make the joke, don't forget we are parked in the Itchy lot. Plus, who can forget, welcome to Itchy and Scratchy Land, where nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, possibly go wrong. That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. Uh, from Derek, I remember getting season 9 on DVD back in 2007 when I was about 10 and saw The City of New York versus Homer Simpson for the first time. I'd never seen it on TV before, as, as it was rarely shown. It just blew me away. Ever since, it's been one of my favorites. It's unlike any other Simpsons episode, and I think it's all down to the gritty urban setting, which gives the episode a unique atmosphere. The whole thing feels so grand in scope and scale. It looks beautiful, it's directed brilliantly, it sounds fantastic, and it's funny throughout. The episode just feels special, as travel episodes should. Absolutely. For Mandy, I have a tie. It's between The Town, uh, I dig their trip to Boston, and a totally fun uh, thing Bart will never do again. Both are later season episodes I've enjoyed. Uh, from Benjamin, Bart on the Road. Growing up not too far from Branson made me love the jokes in this one even more. We will pretend this is the only one with Branson in it. <laughs> Uh, from Matthew Barton versus Australia. So many quotable lines, so beautifully constructed. I am still waiting for the return of the menacing koala. Oh, he'll get there. He'll get there. Uh, from Gun Griffin, Bart versus Australia. Great premise, tons of quotable lines and gags. Absolutely true. Uh, from Matt Hippie 200. Well, I guess Summer of Four Foot Two is kind of a travel episode, and since it's one of my top three episodes of all time, it's only natural. It's my answer. I just love the episode from start to finish. I wouldn't change anything about it. The plot, the characters, and the humor is spot on. Uh, from Matt L. Columbia 88, Bart vs. Australia is such a funny episode. So many one-liners I say every day, especially dollar, especially dollary dues. Well, I mean, what else are you going to call them? Dollars? Bucks? Psh, 
It's dollary dues. Uh, from at Wastecast, as a weeb, I have to go 30 minutes over Tokyo. I know it's not a great episode, but it was the last generally fun travel episode, and the jokes were uh, pretty solid throughout. That's true. I don't know. Totally fun thing Bart will never do again. I, I think we're going to get there at some point uh, is close, but I, yeah, I think you're right about that. 30 minutes over Tokyo is probably pretty close to the last good one. Uh, from at Alan Mason 19, it's got to be Bart versus Australia, the only good one. Show them what American butts are made out of, boy. Uh, from at Jessica Louise 1, Bart versus Australia has a special place in my heart because it helped me on a science test about the Coriolis effect. That is incredible. <laughs> Robbie, what is your answer? Um, There's lots of good answers. Lots of ones I probably could pick. I'm going to pick Lemon of Troy. Ooh. Uh, it's a very, very local travel episode. It is, but it is it is a a really fun like, I was thinking, like, should I go big and, like, Bart versus Australia? Uh, but I would, like, going really small because they're just traveling next to the town next door. And, like, at that point, you know, we didn't really get much what Shelbyville it was. It was just kind of, like, it was the town, the weird town next door. And it so accurately captures that when you're a child and you've grown up in largely one place and suddenly you visit a new town and you're like, why is everything different here? <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Why, why is this so weird and you're like it's not actually that weird it's just slightly different and you're like oh this is they don't have any mcdonald's they only have burger king what things like that but lemon and Troy really captures that are me. there really places that only have burger king and no mcdonald's that just seems i mean that literally is strange. my experience matt as a child where i went wow, to like okay. down next door i'm like mom let's go i was like mom can let's go can we go to mcdonald's she's like they don't have mcdonald's and they only have burger king here Weird. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about extremely rural Florida with like you know towns that I think Umatilla at the time did not have a McDonald's. It only had a burger. Okay, King. that's fair. And so I'm like, I would go to Umatilla. And I'm like, why well, don't shout out to anyone who even know the town of Umatilla in Florida? Uh, Matt, what's your answer? My answer is going to be Itchy and Scratchy Land. Uh, I just one, I love Jurassic Park. I love the book. I love the movie. I love when the Simpsons did a brilliant parody of it that brings the family together. Everyone is their unique selves. You got Homer being a jerk off screen, so you don't have to endure it. And it, it works for the episode. And just it's so fun and funny. And uh, this is the greatest uh, vacation we've ever had. Now, let's never speak of it again. Perfect. Next week's question is, what's your favorite Marge Homer episode? It could be them together, them apart, them their work about their relationship, whatever, however you want to interpret it. I'll uh, post this question on all our social media on Twitter at Simpsons show pod. You can email us at Simpsons show pod at gmail.com. And you can also get the answer on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. I post the question publicly. So you don't have to, to uh, support us to answer it. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. is right instead of the other. I believe. I believe that I have a one-point lead so far. A single point. We'll see if that can continue. It probably can. You ready for an easy question, Matt? I'm ready. Homer gets confused for what in Call of the Simpsons? Uh, I believe it'd be Bigfoot. I would also accept Sasquatch or Yeti. Or the Skunk Ape possibly no i think a skunk ape is a different animal that's true it's more of a florida thing and the simpsons have we have, as we have pointed out several times do not live in florida no, they've, they've made all fun right. of they've made fun of florida too many times to live in florida <laughs> exactly all right 
your easy question. Which family member wins the talent contest at the Springfield Retirement Castle in Tennis the Menace? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. They live there. Oh, uh, Grandpa? You are correct. I don't, Matt. If your questions are from Tennis Menace, I I throw in the towel right now because I don't. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I'll guess. I guess your medium question: How much more money does Flanders make a week than Homer? Um, you only make thirty eight dollars more a month. Week, not a month, but oh, a week. You're incorrect. Twenty seven dollars. Twenty seven dollars. Twenty seven dollars. Flanders, Homer. I I I op- I open your mail once. You will make twenty seven dollars more a week than me. How do you afford an RV like that? Credit, my right. credit's the answer, my dear boy. Uh, yeah. If you're rich and can afford to pay it back. All right, your medium question: Who are the four tennis pros that take the place of the family in the final tennis tournament? Oh, Matt. Oh, my my boy. I know. I wanted to, I wanted to give you a chance at the medium question at least. Oh, Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, and the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena. Wow. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Really? Come on. Apparently, I uh. Yeah, yeah, it's too easy on you. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it every day of the week. Your hard question, Matt. Okay. What is the slogan of Bob's RV Roundup? Okay, the slogan. Um, it's on a. It's something along the lines of we. Uh, oh, it's like we, we we give credit to anyone. Is that your answer? Yes. Sorry, Matt. We'd rather make a friend than a profit. Than a buck. Bu- yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. It's, it's a friend than a buck, right? No, it says rather make a friend than a profit. It has a smiley face in it and a frowny face. It has some emojis in there. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. What are the names of the two people being mourned by the Weeping Widow service offered by the funeral home? God. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know the context of this. Is all, this is from Tennis the Menace. Uh, 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 the sea captain and, uh, Bob Hope. Uh, no, they're, they're Wally and Irving. They're not actual people. Uh, the Weeping Widow Service, uh, is what they offer, uh, the premium graves. Oh, like the, we just, okay. Yeah. Like I just guessed, man. I have no idea what, I don't, I can't yeah. remember. I don't remember that even existing. That's so. fair. No idea. Um, I have a three point lead. Goodness gracious! All right, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have gone easy on you. I should have known. You shouldn't right, ask me right. sports-related stuff from that time period specifically. Not like I remember. I watched a lot of tennis back then. Fair enough. I mean, I guess I should say my parents watched a lot of tennis back then, and I was around to also have to watch tennis. So I remember all those people. Um, and that's also the only notable thing about that episode is the, those tennis players being forced to be terrible. But. We're over halfway done through this season. I have a lead. I'm not going to complain. Happy. Fair enough. We can move on to our final segment. Segment with every single episode. With it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's part show where man and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically as we compile a list of the best episode ever. Is that why? Just something like that. Yeah. So I don't remember. See, this is what the Simpsons are killing me. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. Everyone out there. I'm I'm the Simpsons are killing me slowly. I feel like I'm my brain cells just I every week I just struggle a little bit more with words and piecing things together. And I think it's this this the fault of this show. Uh I just want to make that clear. So if if like one week this podcast just stops, you know what happened. Um this episode's terrible, man. I hate it. I hate this episode. 
I hated it. This is really bad. I don't. It, it makes no sense. There's no plot that has any meaning to it. Uh, but I think we can at least keep it out of the really offensive one. So it at least keeps it out of the bottom. What six, <laughs> seven now? After we had the Google Guy pan. Oh yeah, it's no, so it's better six, than those. But it's in a tier. Like there's like yeah, there's nothing like the worst. The worst thing in this episode is just Homer and Marge being terrible to each other. Like I think that's. It, it it basically undermines their relationship. It, it's one of the things where like, and there's the problem is there's like, there's a bunch of these episodes where they just fundamentally say this relationship is bad, and that's the thing that should never be done. Like at the end of every Simpsons episode, I shouldn't go, oh, Marsh and Homer should not be married, and that's what a lot of these episodes are just like. We're just gonna introduce like a fundamental flaw in their relationship that cannot be mended. At least not with the way these the characters are written the way they are now, and it's like fundamental. And 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 when it does that, it's not even like oh no, I hate these characters. It's like oh these aren't these aren't the characters I know. These are just cartoon characters because the the writers don't even care enough to try and write them as real people as a real relationship. They're just like oh, it doesn't matter if they never mend their problems. It doesn't matter if none of this works out because. They're cartoons. Who cares? We'll forget about it for the next episode. They're dysfunctional. Like, n- no, no, man. No, 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 no. Um, I would put this. It's not as bad as Tennis of the Menace. Wow, I'm, I'm impressed. I thought you would put it uh, lower than that. I mean, those all those episodes below this matter are d- reprehensible. Um, That's true. These are all terrible. Like, it doesn't like when you. I mean, like, well, the, the thing is, they they are in some good company. Right above Tennis the Medicine season sixteen, we've got Fat Man and Little Boy, Moby Beerus, Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. I think season sixteen episodes are remarkably consistent in their badness. Yeah, they largely avoid most. Like Google Guy Pan was the outlier in that it is it it started gracing like the worst of. To be fair, yeah. season the worst episodes, our worst two seasons, our worst two episodes are from Algene years, so. Like it doesn't. It's not like he doesn't have a monopoly on the worst. Um, I think it's better than Tennis the Menace, but just barely. And like that's why I like. I think it's. I think Ziffy came to dinner is better than this. Um, it is probably. I would say it's somewhere in in with these other three sixteen episodes. Um, I would agree. Don't ask me where though, because uh... I think. Over Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Also, it's very similar. It's just inexplicable. Um, I'm going to say it's worse than that. I'm going to say this is worse than Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass because just the way Mar- Marge and Homer treat each other. Yeah, and the fact that there's no plot worth saving. I mean, I'm pretty sure we came up with something in Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass that made the episode not make sense, but at least we could rescue it to make the episode worthwhile. We gave up on this one because there's no point. Whatever kind of like whatever formulation of you like if you try and use any of the plot points from this episode, it starts falling apart. There's just nothing you can do because they just they they are like flawed from the the bottom up. Like you have to do something else. I don't. That's not. It's not like that's hard necessarily, but it's certainly not what this episode is. Um, that's a new number three thirteen on the list is Mobile Homer, right below Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass, right above Tennis the Menace. Um. We have one more, one more question to answer, Matt, about this episode. Mm-hmm. And that question, that question is: Do we shoot it out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Well, I think obviously we've already pointed out that we can't even fix this episode. So no, there's no reason to keep it in the cannon. It's no. really stupid and useless. It's you like there's nothing in this. Like I like you try and like you watch it like what. 
why would why what is worthwhile like i would never this is not important there's nothing valuable in it there's nothing of substance it might as well not exist so you know what we say matt we say fire the cannon You know, playing that little clip does make me feel better. I will say that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, get the hell out of here. It feels good. But just along with the year 2020, we can shoot Mobile Homer out of a cannon. Uh, and along with that, we can go to the top of our list, working our way down. You have yet to kick anything out of the cannon. Uh, our, we're at number 34 on our list, which is Anne Mackie makes three. Uh, it, it, honestly, this is probably one of the most clinched cases of yes in the cannon ever. I mean, this this was the episode that made maggie's existence feel holistically integrated into everything it's yes there's it, there's no chance that and ever. one of the strongest endings of it, of any simpsons episode you do it for her like it's very mm-hmm. it, it finally yeah like maggie for a lot of the time is just feels like you know a baby she is and she does you know sometimes crazy stuff that you know is like you know who shot mr burns or when she escapes the with the, with the kids from the uh daycare center but this is one of those episodes that goes, oh, no, Maggie is important. Maggie matters. Um, of course, it's part of the canon. It's very, it's one of the essential episodes, I would say, even. Um, our next episode, next week, is the Seven Beer Snitch. I don't like where this is going. Uh, I don't know what this episode's about. Homer goes to prison, I guess. Oh, I think this is the Frank Gehry one. It is. Frank Gehry is himself. I don't know. what What is... Why he do designs you... a prison. Homer becomes a prison snitch. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. That sounds very bad. It's real bad. Okay, cool. Excellent. Can't wait to watch it, Matt. I'm really excited. That'll be great. I'm definitely not dreading it already. Uh, You can watch along with us if you'd like, if you feel like you want to hurt yourself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Feel like hurting yourself? There's a way you can do it. Um, That's next time. You can find this list on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon if you want to help out the show. Help us pay for hosting and show us some support. We'd really appreciate you. Uh, and get a bunch of bonus material in, included with that. Um, for you, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My, my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to everything. It has links to all my other podcasts, links to purchase my horror novels, my newest novel, Splatterfest, say Slasher Whodunit. Uh, set at a horror film convention where the celebrity guests are picked off one by one. Great for fans to scream. I'd also suggest you sign up for my newsletter, which is RobbieDorman.com slash newsletter. You get a free exclusive short story just by signing up, and you get uh, monthly newsletters about what I'm up to, projects, upcoming, links to all, all, the, all the work I've done, everything, and you get a picture of my cat. Also. And who doesn't like that? Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I spend most of my time uh, playing with kittens, and it turns out a new batch got whirled away by a tornado, and they landed in a land far, far away with a yellow brick road. Uh, the yellow brick road turned out to be pee, and it turned to be the tile in our bathroom, but that's okay, because that's what kittens do. Uh, so, hopefully by the end of today, today being January 1st, 2021, don't screw us 2021, there will be pictures of adorable kittens at Kitten Interns, uh, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-R-N-S at, on Instagram. I can confirm there are pictures of new kittens on K-I-T-T-I-N. Yes. There's already, they're already there. They're very cute. You guys should subscribe to that Instagram. It's a good idea. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you keep watching this as a... Shh.